0: Hello, beautiful. This is Matilda from Coffee with Matilda: A Journey to Self. Today, my co-host is John Freeman, and we're gonna. I'm gonna let her him to introduce himself, and we're gonna talk about relationship secrets. This is gonna be a series of um, podcasts about it. So today's our first one. Hello, John.
1: Hi Matilda
0: <laughs> how are you
1: i'm I'm well i'm very warm we're having a an unusually hot day here um, but yeah it's that's that's pretty good um, and yeah, so maybe i'll you know do what you suggested and introduce myself um, I, there there's quite a lot of things I could say about myself and I don't really want to kind of dump all of them on, on, uh, everybody right now where I've, you know, I've had a, a, a fairly complex life and I've gone into lots of areas, including business. I have, a I uh, I, I have a strand of work that I do, which is involved in, in business and organizational development. And I'm a trainer in spiral dynamics, but over the years, I have spent a lot of time really, um, getting in touch with much more about how people think about all sorts of things and how how the way that we think actually drives what we do and how how we live our lives. And one of the strands in that that I spent a lot of time with over the years and wrote a lot about uh, kind of five, six, seven years ago Is this area of relationships and sex and everything that goes with that, and all the ways that we uh, humans have a tendency to make life a lot more difficult than we want it to be and not get what we really desire? And so, I'm you know, I'm grateful for the invitation from you to start getting back into that material and to see what we can talk about that would actually be of value to people.
0: Listen you know I was reading your book because you have the series of books about uh, relationship secrets and it was actually very fun because I r- realized you were going to college in 70s in Oxford oh my God, that's like a uh, time of free love and sex how was it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well that that's an interesting contrast uh, from my point of view is that yes that is what that is what was supposed to be happening but it's actually quite central to my story and how i got here that um that was not the reality i was experiencing uh and i was um i was a nerd i was not really very uh comfortable around women, I had poor self esteem. uh, And so at that time, I really struggled with relationships, I would either um, kind of attach myself to somebody I thought that I really wanted to get to know, and then be so um, intense that uh, I would cause them to run a mile. Um, and that kind of, that way of being led a couple of years later to me getting into a a relationship, which became a marriage with somebody I should have run a mile from,
0: um,
1: because she was, you know, she was not really very, uh, kind of psychologically balanced and, Mm -hmm it was what I learned as a result of kind of after we, after we split up and got divorced, by which time we, uh, we also had a a child. I realized uh, I really need to do something. i not, I mustn't go there again. You know, I've got to find out how to do, how to do life, how to do relationships in a way that will be Uh, healthy. So I spent a few years doing, you know, workshops of all sorts of kinds, some about relationships, some about self, some about, um, uh, I mean, I was learning about other things like intuition and connection and, you know, things that we've also talked about. And so the seeds of what I eventually ended up uh, Writing and I should say at the, that if anybody goes out looking for relationship secrets They won't find it because I wrote all this stuff, but I didn't publish it so um, You know th- this conversation is really the start of maybe changing that or or Producing uh, Material in a different way that people can have access to But that was a long a long journey and I feel I learned a lot about what it is uh to be a human in relationship, because I, uh, one of the things about going to workshops in those days is that for every one man in a workshop, there would be 10 women. So I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time listening to women. And, um, you know, from that point of view, I feel like I have a good understanding of, uh, of the, 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 a woman's experience and perspective on relationships. But of course, I was learning about being a man, at least what it is for john freeman to be a man which isn't the same necessarily as what it is for
0: any other you know man.
1: for for bill smith to be a man that may be a completely different thing
0: you know i really uh, loved about it in this way that you were saying when you read this book i want you to have what you want there is no wrong and right and made me really think about a lot of things and The book was saying, my goal is to help you get the best from whatever choices you want. And um, it really teaches, I think, what you really come to the core of the issue of first you have to create a beautiful relationship with yourself. And once you have that relationship with yourself, you're going to have a relationship with others. This is not a book that, oh, find a partner. It was a book about finding yourself. And through that, you're going to find yourself, your best version with your parents, a best version with your child, best version with uh, the partner that you want to be with. So... Um, I think and then you say there is no formula, you are the formula and it's really true because if you want to have a different type of a partner you really need to work on yourself first to attract the other type of a partner that you're looking for or even if you're looking for a different type of a relationship with your parents or with your children you need to work on yourself first to realize maybe certain communication skills you need to add on or the way you handle things has to change, then you would have a different type of relationship with your parents and children. So it's all you
1: For For sure, yeah. I mean, everything, everything starts from, from who you are. And the, you know, the, the first place I suggest that people should start with this is to get in touch with all the places where they've decided that they're wrong. Yeah. Because so many people, uh, certainly it's where I started, I, I think by far the majority of people are carrying around a whole load of voices in their heads of, this is how life is supposed to be lived, this is what sort of person you're supposed to be, this is what your this is what you should think about money this is what you should think about work and this is what you should think about sex and relationships and all of that is just stuff that surrounds us and which we take on as if it's ours when it actually it isn't ours so getting rid of that sense of I have to listen to other people and I have to do what other people think is the way to, to behave is also part of getting out of the notion that whenever you have a, f- a feeling or an experience or a thought that would be different from what everybody else is saying, from what all the voices in your head is, are saying, we kind of get into a space where, oh, I must be wrong for that and that's that's 180 degrees the reverse of what's needed it's actually having the map upside down because what's right for you is what's right for you
0: exactly and you know you talk about a lot of you talk about sex a lot in um i want to understand what is your relation with sex so how would you why there was a lot of emphasis on sex what, what was your take on it?
1: Okay, so for me personally, I would say sex was, it, it started off as really important because, not only because I, I, I think I had a relatively strong kind of sex drive, but what it was really about was a kind of a need an internal need that i thought would be met by having sex and it took me quite a number of years to discover that that really was never what never what completely would feel whole and satisfying for me and so it was it was really It was, that was a gradual journey and uh, I got more and more comfortable with my relationship with sex and with how much sex I wanted. And it was maybe, hmm, I don't know, I, I was probably past 50 when it started to really, to reach something which was truly, for me, some kind of equilibrium. Mm-hmm. And it might sound like that's age, but it it wasn't it wasn't age it was it was a cha- it was a gradual process of change within within me about how I saw sex and what what I wanted from sex.
0: yeah very interesting. so I'm going to uh, explain to the listeners so that I have the concept behind it. when you start reading the book he asks you a very amazing, John asks, very amazing question. I mean, a question that kind of, for me was a little bit, um, I was a little bit shy about, even from myself. So you ask how much sex in a relationship is good for you, that you're gonna be content. How much sex you think it's good for you. And, and I was reading this when I was alone, And there was no one there but I felt I'm shy about myself (laughs) I'm shy from myself it's very funny and I never thought about it that way I never thought how much sex is enough you um, in general I always you know you read in magazines, you watch movies, you go to therapy, like couple go to therapy or marriage couple, they go to therapy. Oh, you've been married this many years. Oh, I don't know. Once a week is a good enough, or I don't know. Once in 10 years is good enough. Uh, you, you always, you really don't really think about what your body needs, what you think it's right for you. You're always thinking, Oh, what, your partner wants in, in, a, in a, um, I think more think in that direction, or what uh, society is telling you, what your parents told you, what your culture is telling you, what movies are telling you, what your therapist is telling you, but you're not putting the time to really understand who you are in relation to, in this particular example, sex. And yesterday made me really think from the culture that I'm coming, this is a very taboo, my culture, I'm Armenian from Iran, so it's very complex, this idea and uh, conversation is very complex actually for us because it's a taboo concept and in lots of religions and actually in lots of other cultures is a little bit taboo and the thing that it's something is very taboo that you sit down and you talk a- you think about it for yourself, opens a lot of doors. I'm sure your intention wasn't about sex. The intention was you being very real with yourself to understand who you are. Because if, if I really think about it, there's lots of things I do, not necessarily because I feel it's right or it's wrong. I feel because that's how it should be in my culture, again, coming back to my culture, you don't say no to your parents, You're diff- you act very differently to your parents because kind of it's a s- service you give them because they serve you, you go, you give a service, it's a little bit of a funny di- dynamic. You don't do, you always have to take care of them. You always have to be nice to them. Um, because that's how it's supposed to be. Um, you don't say no to people a lot because you, you need to be a nice person. I don't know, look, I can give you a lot of examples of my culture that not necessarily, I think what is right for me, I just do it because this is how it's supposed to be done. And also I realized in lots of cultures, so yesterday night, again, I was thinking, in lots of cultures, for example, I worked in Switzerland, Swiss culture, a lot of people do a lot of things, not because they think it's right, no, because society or the government wants them to do and they don't even question it. For example, you shouldn't put garbage Sundays outside because you're going to bother your neighbor. You cannot be kind of outstanding in in Switzerland, you need to be—you need to blend with the crowd, because being outsider it's not something exciting. A lot, so that create that culture creates bans actually a lot of individual expressions because it's not proper, and I feel like people are not will feel they are not expressed because they're coming from that kind of a culture. So I felt like every culture, if you look at it, and if you want to analyze it, in some areas, if it's not sex, it's different areas that they're not doing that thing because they feel it's right for them. They're doing it because some magazines told them, society told them. And it's actually fascinating, John. You're not this, living. You're not understanding yourself. You're not understanding your own needs, and you're performing based on someone else's opinion.
1: Yes. So, like you say, there is a big difference between cultures, and that frames all of our lives because we all grow up with parents or in a cultural environment, or we live in somewhere that we we get used to. And I'm not going to talk about Spiral Dynamics right now, but Spiral Dynamics does talk a great deal about why cultures develop as they they do and why the differences show up between them and it and it also talks about kind of What shows up in us as individuals and there's one fairly core thread uh, in Spiral Dynamics or one core dynamic which is that all individuals and all cultures, they have to find their place in, there's I as an individual and there's we, and some cultures are very we oriented and some cultures are much more ex- expressive and do what the hell you like. And you no, know, there's all sorts of different flavors and that also applies to individuals one of the things that I think is interesting around sex and relationships that kind of comes from that is that you, you also get some f- fairly significant dynamics that show up in, in that space. You talk about the fact that you come from a culture which really would not talk about sex and in which it's relatively taboo. I would say that it's actually even the cultures which talk about sex, there's a difference between talking about it um, as a thing, like you can talk about what's going on or you can say what you think about this film or whatever and and you can talk about sex in in a context that isn't about you. I don't think that there are many people who are truly comfortable uh, talking about sex in terms of what does it really mean to me, what do I feel, because it's a very vulnerable area. So people will often say, kind of, they'll say the same thing that everybody else is saying, or they'll say the same thing that. A group of people are saying within that environment where it seems like, yes, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm part of a crowd and it's safe for me to have that point of view or to express that point of view, but it's not always what the, what people really feel for themselves. And in a lot of cases like like you were describing in in kind of coming up with that question in in, in my book is it's like actually i've never even thought that i could ask that question
0: yeah it was fascinating but i was like what and you know what came so the first thought was like oh this is the book for men I mean, the audience are men. The readers are men because I read a lot of, you know, relationship books uh, for women. You know, how to find the guy. I don't know. Women are from here. Men are from I don't know where. Um, I mean, I I have been in a dating zone for a gazillion years, so I've done my fair share of reading interesting books like that. For but they were geared for women, and the sex part is always. very little section and it's they most talk about oh you have to prolong when you like the guy and you know this kind of things but yours was like at the beginning of the book and I'm like whoa this is like uh (laughs) it was very interesting to see the difference but then when you read the book when you continue reading the book you realize this is not about sex. This is about you understanding yourself. And when you bring the sex subject in the very beginning of the book, you feel like, okay, honestly, how much of myself I know? How much of my needs as a human being I know? And it's very fascinating that you really need to honor yourself yourself if you're living life and you want to have the right partners in life or you need to have the, you want to have the right relationships with your coworkers with your parents with your kids you it really starts honoring who you are and honoring what the needs are for you and sex is just one of the needs you have other lots of other needs that maybe it's not very taboo to talk about but still we don't even think about it I can assure there's a lot of mothers that they don't even have, they don't even carve enough me time for themselves because they're always busy with their kids at home. They're, all, they're always giving, 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 um, they're giving their time to the husband and you know, but there's no me time there. And throughout that process, when you don't honor yourself, you're going to lose your, I think you're going to lose yourself. And w- where's the joy there? Well, what you do. It...
1: And when, and, well, yeah. And so not only does that become joyless, the the reality is that the more people lose themselves in that kind of way, the less they actually have to bring to the relationship in the, that's, exactly. that's real. So, I mean, for, for women who are in that space, yeah, maybe there will be a like if they're if they're in motherhood Maybe there will be a huge amount of actually of, of give and take with the children but finding the place where that can also be the case between her and a husband if If there's no kind of me space that exists in the context of, of, of that relationship then it's very difficult for that to have any richness. And one of the challenges with this is that because <clears throat> so many men are raised to think that sex is the bit that matters, that they don't even know what they're missing. They don't even know what they're not getting in the relationship because provided, you know, if, if their perception is, you know, we're going to have sex once a week on saturday night and that's that's what should happen then it just becomes a biological process but the but the thing that there's this huge kind of split in a way between what most cultures are saying you know if you if you watch movies nearly all cultures will do movies that are about kind of boy meets girl boy boy loves girl boy loses girl boy gets girl back and everybody is really happy, happy. because i finally <laughs> found the girl right so you know this is a this is a a, a template story that you can find running in hundreds of different versions Probably in every language in which film is made. I mean, you know, I I don't haven't seen it in all languages, but I've seen enough foreign movies and watched the subtitles and basically that message is there. The whole point of all of this is us to is for us to find the one and That's like well you might if if you're lucky you might find somebody with with whom yeah, we have that potential depth that we really feel something special and we've got a a, We're we're not just sex partners. We are deep friends. We've got something going on that that is that love relationship but if you don't know what comes next It's very difficult to sustain that and turn that into something which is going to, you know, to last for a couple of decades. And so, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot that's happened in the world where the notion of what is the right kind of relationship or what is the wrong kind of relationship, you know, that people can can get on whatever the apps are called tinder and grinder and they can have kind of instant sex and there's nothing no relationship or they can go out to a bar and they can meet somebody and generally you know one of the things that looks like is well if i if i get drunk enough then i won't care who i have sex with so i can have sex a lot of that is not it's kind of it's not really meeting people's internal needs and unless you know what your internal needs how you are how are you going to find what do i really need to do to be what is true for me and for some people that can be actually i, I don't i don't think sex is important to me in this life i don't maybe i i'm quite happy being on my own i'm quite happy to to live as a single person for the whole of my life. And at the same time, you've got the voices that say, well, I'm supposed to have a relationship. Or you've, you've got mother who says, you know, when are you going to settle down and give me grandchildren? I mean, all those pressures are real. They're all out there. But if what you truly want is to be yourself and live on your own and fulfil whatever things you would do from that space that's okay and finding out how to make that okay for yourself and for all the other versions i mean i know uh, i know nothing about what it is like to be be gay i have a gay son mm-hmm. i don't really know what I, I don't really know what it's like to be him to understand his reality i know there's a a big thing in how people categorize how we feel about sex that says you are gay or you are straight. And that that's kind of, well, and there may be a few people who are bisexual. Actually, when you look at the real evidence, a lot of people live somewhere along that spectrum that there may be a little bit more open if, if they identify as straight, they're maybe a little bit more open to a gay relationship or they're, you know, they can be anywhere along that, that scale well how on earth are you going to find out what's true for you what will make you happy what will fulfill your life i mean i've known people who lived who lived in threesomes some of them lasted for you know quite a long time they were they were they were like a a three-way marriage i don't know any I, i i don't know any that lasted longer than a decade not personally, but there probably are. You know, there's lots of different ways of doing things, but they That's all
0: complex.
1: they yeah. all take self-knowledge and they to all take, well, there's going to be stuff that comes up in that. You know, yeah. how are you going to work with that? How are you going to get conscious about it? So that, like in a three, it, it, it's, it's typical if you've got a three-way relationship, you're going to have to deal with the kind of jealousy-envy dynamic. Of, yeah, I don't
0: want to deal with that. It's too much for me. I'm going to get, I'm an only child. I like my toy and I like it for me. <laughs>
1: well, so t- 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 totally, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, whatever you are in, you're going to have to find out how to deal with the dynamics of that. How is it affecting me? What do I want? How, how do I deal with the emotions that it brings up when things are not going the way that I think they are? What are the kinds of conversations that I really need to be yeah. having with my partner but firstly what are the conversations i have with myself to get clear on what that w- where i'm coming from when i have that conversation with the partner
0: that's actually very interesting and i'm telling you this question since yesterday it's been making me think i'm uh, you know yeah i'm thinking about a lot of things right now lots of things that i've done in my life not necessarily uh, i've done it because i wanted to I've done it because I thought that's the right thing to do. Um, Besides, I mean, I think those are cultural or yeah, cultural things. So, you know, it was this question was very amazing uh, because it really opens up. It shakes you and opens up like, okay, so where I'm standing in the world with myself, because I feel like this is about... When once you really realize your sexual relationship with yourself, I think you understand your relationship with the world and you really, obviously you're going to really understand your, your needs for um, a particular partnership as well. But first you need to really understand yourself and once that's done, you can um, connect it with other things in the world. And it's a very nice entry to to self-discovery i think it's an entry point yes because it's a secret thing to yourself i mean you can say to lots of other people oh i don't like this or i like this sexually or i do this sexually or i don't talk about sex or whatever so it's a really secret thing it's really between you and your soul and your body i hope soul uh, I hope the listeners um, they use their soul in it as well. Otherwise, it can it can it can go to a depression as well. no? if the soul is not in yeah. it, uh, in
1: indeed, I mean, you know, I I think the the core message and and you know, it may have seen I was kind of going off into wild areas talking about <laughs> yeah. threesomes, but the but the thing is like it, it is about finding out okay what do i want what do i need and what's going to make me happy and i'm talking about something extreme because i want people to get that there isn't a judgment about this there isn't a way that you are supposed to be you are who you are you have your history you have the the kind of soul that you incarnated with you have whatever you, you certainly you have the kind of body and the bodily experiences I mean, most the, a lot of the trouble for all of us in many areas comes because we make our decisions here mm-hmm. and actually there's no place more so than with relationships and sex where the question needs to be answered here and probably somewhere lower than that it needs to be answered from the body and not from the mind because the mind is often really confused about this stuff
0: very interesting also you you talk about like over the past half century men's role have changed Uh, i'm sure you you as a man your roles has changed from your grandparents so how do you think men right now in 2021 can feel 2020. We are not done with 2020 yet. (laughs) We are still in the COVID time. But um, how do you think a man should behave? I mean, this is a lot of complexity that comes. We brought feminism in the picture. Um, History has changed for men. So, how do you think that's playing the role
1: I, I think it's creating a lot of um, a, a lot of challenge and a lot of confusion because yeah, if you were to go back to what it was like for my grandparents, actually, in a way it, w- it was a lot simpler because you didn't have many different possibilities you didn't have many options you could choose. And now we have almost unlimited options to choose from. And in between what's happened between men and women is that, as you say, there's been the sort of the rise of feminism and there's the whole thing about, you know, we've lived for 10,000 years with patriarchy and we're going through a transition, which is quite a long-term transition, which is about the end of patriarchy and the movement into what may be our story for the next hundred or thousand or 10,000 years of what's the new balance between men and women and between masculine and feminine. And so where we are in the, in the kind of beginnings of that shift and that opening is that the feminist agenda or the liberation, the women's liberation agenda has opened up wonderfully lots of things for women and what women could be. And it's started to kind of chip away at the patriarchy. It's it's not gone yet um, by any means, but, in the middle of that, there's also a shift that it's it, that's implied for men, but which is not really under, understood or it, not even that much talked about, and that's creating a lot of uncertainty and insecurity in men. I mean, the su- the suicide rates for boys or young men between 16 and 25 is five times the suicide rate for wow. females of the same age and that does have to, something to do with the fact that it's actually much more difficult now for a young man to know who am i supposed to be in the world you know there's there's the bits of the image which still say and which are still in the movie about how the man is kind of strong and masculine and will protect the woman and will do all the things that they kind of do in in the movies that make women fall for them and then there's but you know you're going to be a father who changes nappies and you're going to be the father who's in that in those wonderful pictures where you know where you've got this big strong muscled guy and he's holding a tiny baby and the baby's head in his in his hand and it's it's beautiful and it's a wonderful image but it's like for for the individual man what i'm supposed to be all of that and then i'm supposed to function in the workplace and i'm supposed to find out you know all all the things that used to fit the old masculine strength model which are in terms of kind of there are a huge number of jobs which fit that kind of muscular perception and a lot of them have gone i mean those jobs don't exist anymore so there's a huge reorientation being called for and it's quite it's quite a tough transition and a lot of the narrative that is sitting out there for women has kind of been taking women into a space where liberation actually looks like being uh, um, being a man w- with a vagina. You know, it's, it's like you're, you're, you're <laughs> not, you, you might be a different physical body, but how you behave in the world, how you succeed in the world is being more like men. And so there's a huge amount of confusion about that and about masculinity and femininity, which is still leading into a sense of of, of con- conflict and fighting for space. It's it's a it's a big change, and people expect that it's going to happen overnight and that you change the law. You know, there's been this great series um, which i i guess will come most people's way called mrs america about the fight uh for the equal rights amendment that went back to the days of the you know the the beginnings of women women's lib and how in america they never actually got that passed you know it was passed in 35 states and it needed to be 38 to be become law and it's still sitting there incomplete it's like this is a long journey 40 years ago, you could have found people who would have said, you know, we need to end the patriarchy and we need to end racism. And we're just having the same conversation again. We need to end the patriarchy and we need to end racism. These are very long-term journeys and we're all navigating those as best we can.
0: But How come we cannot kind of, I mean, uh, how come it takes... This many long years why people don't understand what they're supposed to understand Ooh, that's a <laughs>
1: big big a big question, and yeah um you know I, I could say people who really want to get into the depth of that come on you know come on my spiral dynamics trainings, but inside it maybe the the the, the simplification of the answer would be to say that people grow up as who they are and they get stuck in who they are. So you have people who grew up who, who, you know, in, in 1950 their personality was established Mm -hmm. and they're kind of, you know, they're still there you know, Rupert Murdoch is, is 90 and he's a huge influence in, in the world. So it takes a long time for that to shift. They bring up children. with the mix of attitudes so children you know they may be 25 years younger but they have the blend of attitudes i mean everybody is going through what is really a, a difficult transition process and trying to find how to navigate all of this complexity from within and again it comes back to this well okay, the more you can find out how do I get rid of what everybody else has programmed into me and what everybody else around me is thinking and all the structures that have been built where patriarchy and racism are actually built into the functionality of the world and the, you know, the laws and the systems and who can run companies and stuff. How do I get out of all that and kind of create a space where I find out, okay, so who am I and what do I want? And how do I find my place of empowerment in the middle of that so that what I want is what I can set about creating? And, you know, my access to possibility material is all about finding that space of, of choice yeah. and how you begin to expand your choicefulness into this is the life that I am creating For myself, from myself.
0: Very nice. That's uh, that's very interesting. Actually, we need to talk about more. I think in other session because we need to go really deep in. You know, I want to know the male's perspective. of How do they feel to be a man right now? Because I I'm very happy to be a woman actually. I'm very very lucky that I'm a woman. If I was a man, I would I don't think I would be very happy. I would be like no, I wouldn't be a woman. So I'm very happy where I'm standing. <laughs> Gender wise. I'm, I'm, I'm very
1: glad you ha- I'm very glad you're happy. It would be very uncomfortable if you weren't.
0: I don't know if men are very happy to be a man do uh, right now in this era.
1: Um I am. <laughs> <laughs> but whether but, uh, I uh, whether I could speak for any others I think there's I think there's a huge a huge mixture um I think you know it it's it's being happy to be be me uh, kind of comes ahead of am I happy to be me as a man or am I happy to be be me as a, a woman and um I think yeah I think when you get better at being happy to be yourself then actually the, the gender, gender piece yes. falls into space into into place within that
0: well i think okay i mean i believe in reincarnation but i'm not sure what will happen when i die so right now if i'm living once that's the fact that i know i'm living once then imagine if i didn't live life without a touch of a woman without the eyes of a woman If I didn't look at the world with my beautiful woman emotions, I mean, it would have been a sad world. So, yeah, I'm very happy to be a woman. (laughs) (laughs) So, very nice, John. I mean, the really, I mean, I I hope the listeners will take this main message that whatever you want to do in life, even in I mean, you understand yourself better in relation with others. So you understand a lot of things about yourself. Being in relationship, the best part of it, to understand different elements about yourself in, in a relationship. My um, main point is to really understand who you are. When you understand who you are and understand your needs, Then you can go and find the right partner. Then you can be a better daughter or better son for your parents or a better parent for your kids or a coworker for your colleagues. So the key is to really understand who you are and what your needs are and to be very honest and comfortable with yourself. So I'm gonna practice that question again and again. To get to that comfort level, because still uh yeah i'm i I guess I'm not very comfortable with myself when it comes to taboo subjects, and it's so um I'm programmed I left Iran when I was eighteen I mean, but I mean I lived longer, maybe outside of my country, but Somehow I'm still programmed that way. Yeah, I have to think about yep, it. you can
1: take about... you can take the girl out of Iran, but you can't take Iran out of the girl is, <laughs> is the way that you know the, the way that shows shows up. And I think what you know what I hope we maybe can can do in the future conversations we have is maybe just kind of take one of these aspects and dive deeper and take people more on the journey of okay, I'm going to find a bit more out about myself in this area and this area and what shows up when I do that. And what are the questions that we
0: face? Very good. Today, I think it was kind of an overview of the secrets, relationship secrets. And um, next time we're going to go more details about different subjects, one subject actually. That would be good. Good. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, thank you very much, Jan, for your time. I'm sure I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners learned a lot. And we will get back to them next week.
1: Okay. Thanks for the invitation. It's -hmm. it's fun having these conversations.
0: Thank you, everyone. Ciao.
1: Bye-bye.